This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Our next guest uh, authored a book previously called The Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs, which brings us to the next chapter in that saga, The Rise and Reign of the Mammals, and an important, interesting scientific mystery of sorts. Why the dinosaurs went extinct, but mammals stuck around. How did we survive what the dinosaurs failed to survive? So joining us to talk about that question, his latest book, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, Dr. C. Brissett, Professor of Paleontology and Evolution, University of Edinburgh, and as mentioned, author of The Rise and Reign of the Mammals. Dr. Brissett, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Rob. Very uh, happy to chat mammals uh, with you today, and I'm really excited that the new book is out in Canada. Well, I'm, I'm pro-mammal, very uh, pro-mammals. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we prevailed there. But to what extent is this still uh, an unanswered or unsolved mystery, I guess, in terms of why mammals survived what the dinosaurs did not and could not? It's one of those all-time great questions in evolution and Earth history. It's something people have been wondering about for such a long time because we know that dinosaurs ruled the world for over 150 million years. And then the dinosaurs disappear. Their fossils just seem to evaporate from the rocks. And some of the world's best dinosaur fossils, of course, are right near you out in Drumheller. Yeah. And there are fossils after fossils, and then they just seem to disappear. And then you start to see all these fossil mammals, and you start to recognize things that look like dogs and cats and elephants and bats and eventually primates. And, of course, then we have us here today, uh, you know, one of over 6,000 mammal species ranging from bats to whales to elephants. So how did it happen? How did mammals take over from the dinosaurs? We've learned a lot more over the last few decades. And what we've learned is that dinosaurs went extinct abruptly. It was this asteroid that came down, this six-mile-wide asteroid that just fell out of the sky one day. You know, a rock 10 kilometers in diameter. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. And mammals were there. A lot of mammals died when that asteroid hit. Mammals almost went the way of the dinosaurs, but our small, furry, humble little ancestors, some of them were able to make it through. We had ancestors that actually stared down that asteroid, and it seems like the reason they survived is because they were small, they could hide, they were adaptable, they were resilient, they could eat lots of different foods, and that's what allowed them to take over from things like T-Rex and Triceratops. Okay, so that's important, because obviously mammals are not impervious to, to what, what happened, whatever it was, 66 million years ago. So a lot of mammals did perish, and, and perhaps even there, there were clearly some, some dinosaurs. I mean, lizards themselves didn't go extinct. So, I mean, obviously some dinosaurs survived through that as well. But it obviously represented a, a tremendous change in, in a lot of ways in terms of this planet. It did, absolutely. And one of the best records, again, of not just dinosaurs, but the mammals that came after them is from Alberta and uh, other very good records from south of the border in Montana and even farther south in the U.S. and in New Mexico. And I've spent about a decade now with my colleagues and friends in New Mexico digging up fossils of the last dinosaurs and then the, the mammals that survived and began to thrive afterwards. And it's it's a remarkable story. And I, I tell a lot of the stories of actually digging up these fossils in the, the rise and reign of the mammals, which it's a popular science book, by the way. It's not a 
textbook or an academic thing. It's, it's a story yeah. of mammal evolution. And uh, the amazing part of that story, and I think uh, there still is a bit of a misconception about it, is that mammals were there when the asteroid hit. I think there's this idea that dinosaurs had their day, they died, then mammals evolved to take their place. And it's true that mammals took the place of the dinosaurs, but they didn't evolve after the dinosaurs died. They actually originated at the same time as the dinosaurs. Mammals and dinosaurs have the same origin story. They go back to about 230 million years ago. And of course, dinosaurs were destined for grandeur. They got huge. Some of them became bigger than Boeing 737 airplanes. The mammals went in the opposite direction. They had to stay small. They had to live in the shadows for over 150 million years. But being able to endure in the understory, underground, being able to survive in a world dominated by dinosaurs helped them get through the brimstone of the asteroid. And I think it, it bears repeating because it is such a sublime fact. And that fact is we, you and me and everybody listening, we had distant ancestors that stared down that asteroid and survived. And if they didn't, we wouldn't be here having that this conversation. So is it something about mammals or is it something about this this period following this catastrophe that, that creates all of this evolutionary pressure? Because like we're here today and, and you look at, you know, the range of, of everything that, that falls into the category of mammals that walks the earth today. You know, it's it's incredible. So how did we see such evolutionary divergence? How did we end up with intelligent creatures? You know, when we had tens of millions of years of, of dinosaurs still just basically staying as dinosaur. It's one of those other great questions. Uh, why did dinosaurs not ever become hyper-intelligent or evolve consciousness the way we have? And I don't have a good answer to that. I don't really know. Uh, a lot of evolution is down to circumstance, is down to timing, is down to what the environment is like and what mutations you have and how those mutations and changes build on each other. So maybe dinosaurs just never quite got the pieces in place. Uh, certainly it took mammals a very long time to become intelligent. And, and, and we've done it, and there have been a few other groups of mammals like dolphins and whales, but also elephants that have evolved enormous brains, very high levels of intelligence. And what it comes down to, at least with mammals, I think, is that mammals have endured for such a long time. Mammals have been around for 230 million years. So when you have that much time to play with in an evolutionary sense, there's a lot of possibilities that can become reality. So do the evolutionary pressures change once the dinosaurs are no longer there? And, and again, how much of it is just, you know, the environment, the atmosphere, just everything in the aftermath of the catastrophe? How much do things change then for, for mammals then? Really, uh... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. 
go to economist.com and get your first month free. Everything changed. <laughs> it was, I, I can say without hyperbole, and I really mean it, that when that asteroid hit, that was the single worst day in the history of life. And it set life on a new course because dinosaurs and mammals had both been around for over 150 million years, but the dinosaurs were utterly dominant. They were spread all around the world. Some of them, again, were as big as jet airplanes. You had meat-eating dinosaurs like the T-Rexes living in Western Canada, the size of city buses. And you had dinosaurs with feathers and wings that could fly and dinosaurs with duck bills and armor and, and plates on their backs and all these different dinosaurs. And mammals were around during all that time, but for over 150 million years, the mammals living with the dinosaurs never got bigger than a badger because the dinosaurs kept them in their place. But although mammals were small for all of that time, they did diversify. They just diversified in the shadows. They were the B-list or the, the C-list characters in a dinosaur drama. But there were mammals that burrowed and climbed and glided and could even swim living with the dinosaurs. They were just all very small. But then when the asteroid hit, very quickly, all the T-Rexes, the Triceratops, they died out. It would have taken a few thousand years probably at most. And all of a sudden... Imagine you're one of those surviving mammals. You're this little mouse-sized or rat-sized creature, and you stick your nose out of your burrow after the dust all clears and, and, and after the fires are extinguished and the world is healing. You stick your little nose out, you set your whisk, whiskers to the wind, and there's no T-Rexes anymore. There's no Triceratopses anymore. There's nothing big alive anymore. So these mammals, what they did very quickly is they took advantage of that and they started to grow in size. So for 150 million years, never bigger than a badger, within a few hundred thousand years of the asteroid and the dinosaurs dying, we have mammal fossils in New Mexico that are the size of pigs. And then a million years or so later, we have mammals the size of cows. So that is the biggest thing that mammals did after the dinosaurs died. The biggest thing was they got bigger because they finally had the chance to do it. So the, the mammals we know about at the time, and, and those that, that did manage to survive the asteroids, um, you know, there's Purgatorius, for example, and, you know, doesn't look all that different from, you know, squirrels or rats that, that we see today. Uh, what else was, was around at the time then? When the asteroid hit 66 million years ago, if you imagine yourself in, in Alberta, where there's a, a great record, you would have had forests, dense forests that swept down to a floodplain that bordered uh, a, a continental sea, warm, shallow water, would have been filled with all kinds of different reptiles. This was long before there were whales and dolphins. This was long before there were big sharks. On the land, there would have been all kinds of creatures. Dinosaurs would have been the biggest animals, the most diverse animals in terms of their diets and their sizes and their ecological roles in the, in the ecosystems. And there would have been tyrannosaur dinosaurs at the top of the food chain and duck-billed dinosaurs and horned dinosaurs and long-necked dinosaurs and some small dinosaurs with feathers, the ancestors and cousins of today's birds. And then in the sky, you would have had pterodactyls flapping around with some primitive birds and scurrying around in the undergrowth. You would have had mammals, but again, small mammals. And there would have been frogs and lizards and, and all kinds of other things. It was that world that was rudely interrupted by the asteroid. And it really was the rudest interruption you can imagine. This was the biggest asteroid that's hit the Earth in at least the last half a billion years. And it smashed into what is 
now Mexico with the force of over a billion nuclear bombs put together. And this was just absolute anarchy it, it unleashed. And just, it was an instant. It was a, a, a Wednesday morning, let's say. You know, everything just, just changed. And most mammals died with the dinosaurs. This is something that we're starting to understand the more fossils that we find. Mammals almost went the way of the dinosaurs. Maybe nine out of every 10 mammals died. But from those few plucky survivors were our ancestors. And here we are, and, and maybe by some stroke of luck, as you say, this was basically a catastrophic nuclear war that happened in, in a single day. I mean, you know, it's conceivable that had this maybe been a little bit bigger, it wouldn't be any mammals. Maybe this would just be a, a planet of insects or, or maybe nothing at all. You're right. And this is one of the things that uh, makes studying paleontology and Earth history so fascinating, because we can envision scenarios like this. We can look to the fossil record, and we can, of course, be very scientific and measure everything and calculate everything and describe all the fossils. But we can also be creative and artistic and ask these questions. What if? What if something was a little bit different? And I think you're right. If that asteroid maybe was... I don't know, 15 kilometers wide instead of 10, you know, it would have been bigger. It would have punched a much bigger uh, hole in the crust. It would have packed a much bigger wallop in terms of the energy it released. Maybe that would have been enough to extinguish all mammals. Maybe the earth would have gone barren and maybe we would have had no ancestors that were able to survive. Who knows? We don't know, but, but it's, it's intriguing to think about this. And that is what ultimately fossils allow us to do think about the past and learn from the past right just like the question what if it had missed what if that asteroid had just flown right by <laughs> yeah what would be here now would we be two lizards talking to each other yeah probably right imagine yeah the other alternative world where the asteroid just it just kind of rustles the upper layers of the atmosphere and just flies right on by and this was a piece of space junk right i mean this was just a thing that was just hurtling throughout our space. It could have gone anywhere. And if it didn't hit the Earth, we would probably still be a dinosaur-dominated world. You know, at the time the asteroid hit, the dinosaurs had been around for over 150 million years. They had weathered everything, global warming, global cooling, rising and falling sea levels, big volcanoes. Yeah. They'd gotten through all of it. So I have no reason to doubt that dinosaurs would have continued to be dominant, adaptable, very successful animals. And mammals probably would have remained small. So we, there would potentially be mammals, probably would be mammals, but you know, we'd be the size of a mice and rats and squirrels and probably nothing bigger. Quite fascinating. The book is called The Rise and Reign of the Mammals, a new history from the shadow of the dinosaurs to us. Professor Brissett, really fascinating stuff. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate Thank this. You, My pleasure. All sure. the best. There you go. That's uh, Steve Brissett, as mentioned, author of The Rise and the Reign of the Mammals, the follow-up uh, to The Rise and Fall of the Dinosaurs. Uh, as mentioned, he's uh, also a professor of paleontology and evolution with the University uh, of Edinburgh. So, yeah, why are we here? Well, that asteroid 66 million years ago certainly helps.